praise the Lord. You're welcome to Christian Singles and Married on Air, a program designed to teach the biblical purpose, process, and pattern of marriage for the Christian Singles and Married. I am your host, Olushegun Mokolu. In our last broadcast, we started by considering the purpose of marriage. First, we established that God created marriage and he created marriage for a specific purpose. We said for the sake of understanding, we broke it down into three. We said the eternal purpose of God for marriage, the temporary purpose of God for marriage, and the specific purpose of God for marriage. We stress that it's important we understand the purpose of God for marriage. There is no way we will be able to run marriage correctly, effectively, except we understand the mind of God behind it. He is the one who created it. Therefore, we must understand why he created it. We said last time that God established marriage in order for man to serve him. He created marriage so that man can serve him. Marriage, it's about God. It's not even about man. It's about God. It's God who had the work to do, who created the man to do that work, and then created a help to assist that man in doing the work that he had created. We are going to proceed further today to look at another eternal purpose of God for marriage, which is actually to show the relationship between Christ and his church. God wants to demonstrate to us graphically Christ and his church. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 32, the scripture says, This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. This statement was made in the context of telling the wife to be submissive to the husband, telling the husband to love the wife. It was in this context that this statement was made, that though I am talking to you, man and woman, I'm actually speaking about Christ and the church. God wants to graphically demonstrate to us the relationship between Christ and the church. That was why he created the man and the woman. This is why Satan is doing everything today to destroy the nature of marriage. That is why you have a man and a man trying to come together as spouses. That's why you have two women saying their husband and wife. The reason for that is because the kingdom of darkness wants to confuse the world about Christ and the church. Marriage is between a man and the woman. So essentially, God wants to express that relationship to the world. So as husband, God is expecting you to demonstrate Christ-likeness in your home. As wife, God is expecting you to demonstrate the church life in your home. God wants to show the world Christ and the church. And we are the one that the Lord would use 
to graphically illustrate this to the world. It means that if someone does not know Christ and does not even understand the purpose of Christ in the church, all he needs to do is to look at our marriage and then the person is able to understand what God is doing. So marriage essentially is to show that is to show that relationship between Christ and the church. This is very important. It means as a man, you must understand that God expects you to walk as Christ in your home. God expects you to behave as Christ in your home. The character, the life, and the conduct of Christ must also become yours in marriage. You must treat your spouse the same way Christ will treat the church. That is why the scripture says, Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself. And gave himself. The Lord wants every man to be able to demonstrate this type of love that Christ demonstrated on the cross by going to die for a sinner, by going to die even for somebody that hates him. God wants the man to demonstrate this kind of love in marriage. This is an unconditional love. In later edition, we'll be looking at the, the responsibility of the man and the woman and be talking in details about loving your spouse and uh, submission to one another. But essentially today, it's important we understand that the Lord wants the man to represent Christ in the home. Are you representing Christ in your home? If you want to get married, then you must understand that what you are stepping into is to represent Christ in a home. Can your wife look at you and say, even if I had not seen Jesus, by simply looking at my husband, I know who Jesus is. That is the responsibility that God is giving to man. That is a purpose that God is expecting in marriage. That is something God wants to achieve through marriage. We must understand this and we must pursue it. We must pursue the mind of God. Like we had said earlier, if, if you purchase something and you don't use it for the purpose for which it was created, it may serve you temporarily, but in the long run, you will discover that you had actually been a fool. It's like somebody who bought a car. And instead of using this car as a luxury vehicle to move from point A to point B, he decided to use the car to pack waste. Now, that car will pack the waste, but it is a waste of the car to use a car to pack the waste. We must not use our marriage to pack waste. That will be a waste. We must use it for what God intended it to be. So our marriage must be God's audiovisual of showing the relationship between Christ and the church. So essentially, in terms of the eternal purpose of God for marriage, marriage is, this, marriage is to serve God and to show the relationship between Christ and his church. Now, when we move on to the temporal purpose of God for marriage, one is that marriage is to reproduce men in the image of God. 
That means that God is looking for godly offspring. Now, God said, be fruitful and multiply. But God is not looking for bastards on the face of the earth. God is not just looking for empty numbers. God who said that in Genesis chapter 1, by the time we go to Genesis chapter 6, the Lord commenced the plan to destroy the earth through water. And men were destroyed on the face of the earth with water. It was only Noah and his family that were saved. Now, if God was just interested in numbers, God would not have done that. He would have kept all of them anyway since he was interested in numbers. But God was not interested in number. God is interested in raising godly offspring. The marriage is to provide a platform through which a child is properly brought into this world and properly raised in such a way that that child comes to the knowledge of God. That child will not be a bastard. That child will not be another sorrow, another heartache on the face of the earth. If we read Malachi chapter 2 verse 15, it says, And did not he make one? Yet had he the residue of the Spirit. And wherefore one? That he might seek a godly seed. Therefore, take heed to your spirit, and let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. So God is saying that see, he is seeking godly seed. God is not just looking for children. God is not just looking for people. He's not just looking for numbers. He's seeking godly seed. The marriage is to produce godly seed. So, as parents, God is expecting you to raise godly children. It's part of your responsibility. This is more than just paying school fees and sending kids to school. It's a responsibility you must take upon through the grace of God to raise children in the way of the Lord. The scripture says, train up a child in the way that child should go. And when that child is old, when that child is grown up, he will not depart from it. It means if we all do our part well, that scripture is prophetic. It's saying if you train a child in the way you are supposed to train a child, when that child grows, that child will not live that way. So it is expected as Christian parent that we must raise children in the way of the Lord. It is the purpose of God. God had that in mind when he was creating marriage. And so if you are going into marriage, you must equally have that in mind. You are not just having children just to say that, oh, praise God, we, God had blessed us with a child. Or to just say, oh, my wife is not barren. Oh, we thank God we have a child. Yes, we thank God. But it's just half of the story. God wants you to raise that child in the way of the Lord. God didn't give you that child so that you can silence your critics. God didn't give you that child so that you can sit down and admire that child and just look at the child and say, so I'm able to produce another human being as, as this. 
We thank God for that. But God gave you that child because he's going to take that child back. And when he's taking that child back, he wants a godly seed. He wants a child properly raised for the Lord. When you read the book of Proverbs, there's something interesting there. You will keep finding the author saying, My son, my son, my son. That book is a book written by a father to a child. It is a father who passed his wisdom to his own son. It shows how that father had time to sit down and raise his own child. We must equally do the same and even much more. So we must understand that part of the plan of God for marriage is to use it as a platform to bring proper children into the world. So if you think, oh, you just want to get married, have kids, and send them to school. You are too busy. You are pursuing other things in life. Remember, you will one day stand before God. And God is going to ask you, those children I gave to you, how did you raise them? What did you do to them? If parents will give more attention to raising children in our generation, we will give more hope to this generation. You must not be too busy to fulfill the plan of God. You must not be too busy to do what God expects of you to do. So it is God's purpose that through marriage, He is going to raise godly offspring. Now, that is part of the temporal purpose of God. We call it temporal purpose of God because it is on this side of eternity. On the other side of eternity, that purpose will not change. But on this side of eternity, it's just to serve uh, a purpose within a time frame. You don't have all the time in the world to actually raise a godly child. You actually have a limited time. From the time a child is born, time starts counting. And so, it's a race against time. It's a race against time. It needs investment in times of prayer, investment in times of the teaching of the Word of God, investment in times of provision, in times of guidance. I must say that raising a child for the Lord is far more than being able to pay a child school fees. It's good to send our children to school It is their right to have education. But you can give a child education and he becomes an educated terror to the society. But godliness, the scripture says, exalts a nation. Righteousness exalts a nation. If you raise a godly child, that is a great blessing to that generation. Every godly child, every godly child will be a blessing to their generation. Every wicked child will be a terror to their generation. Everybody you see on the face of the earth today 
whether they are good or they are evil, were once given birth to by somebody. There was a day they carried that little baby in their hands and they were thanking God that a new life came into this world. If it were possible that they had done what they are supposed to do by the grace of God, maybe some of the wicked rulers, some of the wicked men and women we have on the face of the earth today would have turned out to become otherwise. It is important that we fulfill this purpose of God for marriage. Those who are married should understand this and by the grace of God, raise their children in a godly way. If you are going to marriage, you must understand it. Marriage is a responsibility. Many times, those who want to get married are simply thinking of the pleasures, the enjoyment. They are excited about the promise of pleasure. And that's why they want to go into marriage. You don't go into marriage on excitement of pleasure. It's, it, you have to prepare for responsibility. You have to prepare to roll off your sleep and walk. That is what marriage is. It is work. In fact, when God created the first man, he gave him a walk. And in order to do that work, he gave him a woman to help him. It is work. It is not the place where you go and then relax. And say, now, now it's time to enjoy. No, it is now time to work. If you have been working before, you've got to work harder now in marriage. And one particular area is in raising godly children. This is so dear to the heart of God. This is so dear to God's heart. Unfortunately, many parents, many parents are too busy these days to have time for their children. And so these kids are facing all manners of vices and evil that they are not equipped to handle. Life is throwing things at them at the rate which they are not even prepared for it. And so many, many are lost in immorality. Many are lost in drugs. Many are lost and in, in evil vices. Pornography is at the press of a button. Sin becomes sin has become very easy, cheap, and accessible. And so we must we must labor on on, on our children, not just to go to school. We must labor on their soul. We must not only labor on their mind, we must labor on their soul. We must, we must raise their soul with godliness. We must equip their life with godliness. And it starts as soon as they are born. It's an investment of time. It's an investment of the word of God into their lives. This is an investment that God is going to ask you about someday. One of the things God is going to ask every parent on the day of judgment is this. That child 
that I gave to you, how did you raise that child? God is not going to take any excuse. It's a responsibility. Imagine if somebody gives you a car and this person tells you, use this car, I will come for it after three years. Now, how do you, what do you do with that car? How do you maintain that car? You become meticulous. You are extremely careful with that car because you know that somebody is coming to take that car back. And there are things people have kept in our custody. And we took great care of them because we know there's a day of reckoning. There's a day of accounting. There's a day you are going to submit that thing. How much more when God places life in your hands? Look at banks. What, what, what is it that they keep? It is money. We put our money in their care and then they keep it for us. In the course of doing that, they hire security, they use the best safe in the world and every device that can help them to secure this money they employ people who are the best to actually manage this money. Why? They know you are going to come to ask for your money. They are prepared to die just to ensure the safekeeping of this your money. And if your money is in a state that it has to appreciate, that it has to increase, there is no excuse when you come back, that interest should be on your money. Now, that is a human system. And that is money. That is just money. A paper that is cut down as a tree and processed into a paper. And we write all sorts of figures on it. And then we give it economic value. And men are ready to put down their lives to defend such. I'm asking you, how much more if the king of glory gives you a human life? To manage for him. How much more? What should you do with such a life? When he comes back and asks you to give an account of that life, what are you going to say to him? What investment do you think you should not do in order to ensure that that child? is properly raised knowing that God is coming again to ask for that child it's like the parable of the talent God gave them some five some two some one and that is where it is today some have five children some have two some have one and when God is coming back is going to ask, what have you done with this? What have you done with them? Have you raised them in a way that honors God? Have you raised them in a way that glorifies God? Were you too busy making money that you don't have time also for your children? Were you too busy chasing the mundane things of this world that you don't have time 
for a soul that has eternal value. Everything you are pursuing in life really does not have eternal value. The only thing that have eternal value are your children because they have a soul. No matter the house that you build is going to end here, but your child is not ending here. Your child is going into eternity. So the soul of a child has value. Therefore, God created marriage so that he can bring godly offspring. He can bring godly children into this world. That is the intention of God. By the grace of God next time, we will continue on other temporary purpose of marriage and we will trust God to throw light on his word. It has been your brother, Olushe Gumoku Olu. You can reach me on 080-380-9454. I take it again. 0803-809-9454. God bless you.